Here we go. Hey there, folks. This is your host, Cameron Ivey of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Alrighty then. Welcome to another episode of Privacy Please. I'm your favorite host, Cameron Ivey. Don't have Gabe, Gabe with me this week, but I do have some good information, a good blogcast for you, and I hope you enjoy these because they're, you know, super informational. If you have questions, if you have better ideas, shoot them my way. Would love to hear from the listeners. Anyways, let's dive in. Florida data privacy legislation. Comparing the proposed Florida data protection law with the CCPA and the CPRA. In layman's terms, let's hear the similarities and the differences from both laws. On March 10th, 2021, a rights-based data protection bill proposed by Florida's House of Representatives passed out of the House's Regulatory Reform sub Subcommittee on an 18-0 vote to approve. The bill, HB, 969 proposes a rights-based data protection regimen similar to the California Consumer Privacy Act of 2018, CCPA, and the California Privacy Rights Act of 2020, CPRA. The proposed regimen offers certain rights and protections for Florida residents and responsibilities for businesses that collect or process their personal information. The bill's text draws significantly from the CCPA, CPRA, and I'd like to share some noteworthy similarities and differences. So some of the similarities of the Florida Data Protection Bill compared to the CCPA and CPRA. Number one, applicability to certain businesses. So B969 applies to businesses anywhere in the U.S. and potentially the world, the world, that conduct business in Florida and either have global annual gross revenues in excess of 25 million, annually receive, buy, sell, or share the personal information of 50,000 or more consumers, households, or devices, or derive 50% or more of their global annual revenues from selling or sharing personal information about consumers. In doing so, the bill tracks the original approach to jurisdictional reach taken by the CCPA. The CPRA would later revise to raise the 50,000 uh, unit threshold to 100,000 and to eliminate devices from the total. Next, access, correction, and deletion of personal information. So B969 grants Florida consumers the right to access a copy of their personal information held by a business and the right to have that information deleted, with some exceptions, of course. Following the CCPA, 
It also grants consumers the right to make corrections to personal information held by business following the CPRA. Just, there's too many CCPA, RA, CC acronyms. Anyone else? Huh? All right. Private right of action. B969 features a private right of action that uses the updated language of the CPRA, which includes an email address with password or security questions as protected information, and offers remedies of 100 to 750 per consumer or actual damages, whichever is greater, as well as injunctive relief. As with the CPA, CPRA, there is an opportunity for business to cure a violation. However, under the bill, this cure is not limited to the data breaches, but rather to any alleged non-compliance with the law in contrast with CCPA, CPRA. Definition of personal information. The bill's definition of personal information is almost a word-for-word adaptation of the definition that the CCPA uses in section 140. The CPRA's edition of sensitive personal information, um, example would be a consumer precise geolocation, was not included, however. So opt-out, opt-in consent model. The bill tracks very closely the CCPA model for enabling opt-out consent, whereby a consumer has the right to direct a business not to sell the consumer's personal information, a right to opt out of the sale of personal information when a business engages and a right to notice from a third party already in a possession of consumer's personal information and the opportunity to opt out of sales or sharing of that information. Furthermore, the bill tracks the CCPA's requirement of parental guardian approval of the sale or sharing of the personal information of a minor 12 years of age or younger. Those are all the similarities with the Florida Data Protection Bill to the CCPA and CPRA. Next, let's talk about the differences. Enforcement agency. The CCPA CPRA will be enforced by a dedicated body, the California Privacy Protection Agency, starting January 1st of 2023. In fact, the agency will be enforcing all California privacy laws. B-969 will be enforced by the Florida Attorney General's Office. Employee data. The bill exempts employee information from its scope. The CCPA was silent on the matter, but some interpretations led to the belief that some information was in scope. After the CCPA's passage into the law, subsequent legislation and the CPRA clarified that the employee information would be subject to the law starting on January 1st, 2023. Business to business communications. The provisions of the CCPA CPRA do not, at the moment, apply to personal information contained in business to business communications made in the context of due diligence. That exception will expire, however, on January 1st of 2023. The bill is silent on the matter, and presumably such information is still in scope. Privacy policy. Here's that B969 again. States that a business that collects personal information about consumers shall maintain an online privacy policy, make such policy available on its internet website, 
and update the information at at least once every 12 months. In contrast, the CCPA CPRA does not per mandate the publication of a privacy policy, but does assume in many instances that a business will have one. That's a big mistake. Am I right? Who's with me? Anyone? Show of hands? Oh yeah, you can't see me. HB 969 has the support of the Florida governor and is being steered through the legislative process by uh, Representative Fiona McFarlane. The subcommittee hearing video can be found at a link, which I will share, and watching it uh, proved instructive for how the state's legislative process functions. One of our fine gentlemen here uh, at Spirion, Scott Giordano, actually spoke directly with Representative McFarlane on Spirion's U.S. Data Privacy Trailblazer webcast, where he discussed considerations for the bill's contents, balancing consumer rights versus business burdens, and the prospects for the bill's passage into law. Uh, You can watch that podcast, or you can watch the webcast, uh, which I will have linked here as well. Uh, So please uh, check that out. And if anyone has any questions, that's all for this episode. That is the differences and similarities of the Florida Data Protection Bill compared to the CCPA and CPRA. Thanks again for tuning in to Privacy Please. I hope you learned something. I hope you scratched your head on something and you come firing at me because I'm ready. Give me your questions because I might have to ask somebody else about it. I'm just kidding. But seriously, thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week. Got a good guest for you. I just wanted to thank all of you out there for tuning in each and every week. And to all of our amazing guests for coming on. I I know that there are millions of other shows and it means the world to have you with us on this journey. We are so grateful that you choose to listen to us each and every week. If you like the show, Tell a friend, have them tell their friends, and then make maybe make some new friends along the way uh, so we can continue to spread the word and keep learning together. Let's protect what matters most. And by the way, DJ, can you go ahead and drop that outro beat and keep it classy? We'll see y'all next week. Hey.